in your sister's room. That's where it started. Hello, this is Paul. This is Laura. I'm Dave. And I'm Alton. We are Team Derringer. You are listening to Derringer Discoveries. Where we take you, the listener, on an adventure. A music adventure. You are listening to Derringer Discoveries. Pretty woman walking down the street. Today's episode is from Roy Orbison Mercy. to Jeremy and the Harlequins. Derringer, right off the bat, I have a confession to make. Uh oh. Should we cue up a snippet of Midnight Confessions <laughs> by the Grassroots? <laughs> Absolutely no way. We just cannot play a snippet of Midnight Confessions by the Grassroots. Because if I do, you'll have to play a snippet. I'll have to play a snippet. That's in the rule book. That's the Derringer Discoveries rule book. Okay, so don't mention it. Don't mention it. But you know what, Paul? I bet I do know what you want to confess. I bet you want to confess that you're having trouble saying the name Roy. Mercy. Well, yes, I do have trouble saying that name. And what name is that, Paul? It's the name that you just mentioned. Orbison's first name. What's name? Whose first name? You know, Orbison. Orbison, the musician, it's his first name. I have trouble saying. Mercy. Okay, so Paul, what is your confession? My confession, listeners, is that in the past, when we interviewed a recording artist for Derringer Discoveries, we would pick the artist that we wanted to pair our special guest with. (gasps) Listeners, what Paul is saying is that going forward from now on, Team Derringer will let our special guests, a.k.a. our featured guests, tell us which classic artists they want to be paired with. And today, our special guest, a.k.a. our featured guest, is Jeremy Lublin of Jeremy and the Harlequins from Brooklyn, New York. Listeners, Jeremy requested to be paired with the one and only Roy Orbison. Roy Orbison was born in Vernon, Texas, USA on April the 23rd, 1936, and he died on December 6, 1988. Roy Orbison's music was described by critics as operatic rockabilly. When Orbison performed, he stood still. Motionless. He wore black clothes. His hair was dyed black. He kept his sunglasses on, and those sunglasses were part of his look and part of his brand. And Alton, he reportedly wore sunglasses because he was prone to stage fright. Yeah, Laura, I can identify with that. Any musician. I think it's the red eyes. (laughs) Could be red eyes, but it's also the fear of the audience. Mercy. Orbison was first signed in 1956 by Sam Phillips of Sun Records. Well, it's one for the money. Phillips was also the one who first signed Elvis Presley. Well, you can do anything but the heel of my blue suede shoe. Dave, how did Roy Orbison do on the charts? Between 1956 and 1980, Orbison hit the U.S. music charts 37 times. Plus, in 1989, he had a posthumous hit in the U.S. Anything you want, you got it. And in 1992, he had a second posthumous hit in seven countries, but not in the U.S. Listeners, Orbison's top five songs on Spotify are at number five. Number five. I drove all night. I drove all night to get to you. I 
Drove All Night was written specifically for Orbison, and he recorded it in 1987, but it was not released until 1992, four years after his death. So, David, that's one of his two posthumous hits. That is true. Discoveries number four. Listeners at number four on Spotify, co-written and released by Roy Orbison, is the song Crying. Alton Crying was a number two U.S. hit in 1961. Dave, is there anything unique about Crying? Yes. In 1980, Don McLean had a massive multi-country hit with his cover of Crying. McLean's version went all the way to number two in the U.S. and number one in the U.K. <laughs> all right, now, guys, we gotta we gotta make sure. Is it McLean or McLean? So now I've always heard it's McLean. And Dave, remind us who is Don McLean? He's the guy who brought us American Five. A long, long time ago. Number three. Listeners, Orbison's number three top streaming song on Spotify, co-written and released by Orbison, is. Only the lonely. Only the lonely. Uh, Only the lonely. Know the way I feel was a number two U.S. hit in 1960. Listeners, Orbison's number two top streaming song on Spotify is "You Got It." Alton, you got it. That's what I hear. Oh. Alton. <laughs> no, obviously I didn't, Alton. <laughs> I, I, I had it, but I lost it. <laughs> I got it. Alton, you got it was one of Orbison's two posthumous hits. In the U.S. on the adult contemporary chart in January 1989, you got it went all the way to number one. And Laura, in case you're wondering how it performed in other countries. Oh, I'm definitely wondering. Inquiring minds want to know. You got it. You got it, hit the charts in 15 other countries. That is huge. It peaked at number five in Sweden, number three in Australia, Canada, the UK, and Norway. So, Dave, of the 16 countries where you got it was a hit, why did you go out of your way to mention Norway? Because, Laura, Derringer Discoveries now has listeners in Norway. <laughs> hello, listeners in Norway. Hello, good morning. That means hello, good morning in Norwegian. Hello. <laughs> hello there. <laughs> Guys, it doesn't take a musicologist to ascertain what is Orbison's number one streaming song on Spotify. It has to be Oh Pretty Woman. Yeah, Laura, that's right. With more than 341 million streams, Oh Pretty Woman is Orbison's number one streaming song on Spotify by a large margin. Pretty woman walking down the street. Laura, Paul, Alton. In addition to being Orbison's number one song on Spotify, in 1964, Oh Pretty Woman was a U.S. number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100. That is huge! And in the U.S., it stayed at number one for three weeks. It was also Orbison's biggest hit ever on the U.S. charts. Wow! 
And how did Oh Pretty Woman perform in other countries? It was a massive hit in at least 15 countries. And in addition to the U.S., Oh Pretty Woman went to number one in 10 other countries, including the U.K., Australia, Canada, and Norway. Team Derringer, I prefer Van Halen's version of Oh Pretty Woman. Alton, don't, don't, don't mention Van Halen. We're not playing a snippet of Oh Pretty Woman. Too late. Nah, nah, we're not playing a snippet. I invoked Van Halen. (laughs) You have to play a snippet. I invoked it. It's, look, look, Paul, it's in the Team Derringer rulebook. You invoke, you play. Plus, Team Derringer, we need to mention the Traveling Wilburys. Oh, definitely. You are listening to Derringer Discoveries. The Traveling Wilburys were a British-American supergroup from the late 1980s, comprised of five superstars. The five superstar members were George Harrison, Tom Petty, Jeff Lynn of Electric Light Orchestra, Bob Dylan, And, of course, Roy Orbison. Listeners, you can hear Orbison singing on the Traveling Wilburys' signature song, Handle With Care. I'm so tired of being lonely. I still have some love to give. Dave, did Handle With Care hit the U.S. charts? To use the phrase coined by Paul Derringer, Handle With Care sniffed the U.S. charts, peaking at number 45 in October 1988. Won't you show me that you For our Derringer Discovery listeners in the UK, it's important to note that Handle With Care peaked at number 21 on the UK singles chart. Even better for our Derringer Discovery listeners in Australia, Handle With Care peaked at number five. Everybody got somebody to lean on. As noted, Jeremy Lublin of Jeremy and the Harlequins requested to be paired with Roy Orbison, and for good reason. Roy Orbison's popularity was and continues to be huge. You are listening to Derringer Discoveries. Listeners, we have an interview with Jeremy Lublin and the Harlequins. I'm pretty sure it's an exclusive interview, Paul, because everybody knows exclusive interviews are way better than run-of-the-mill interviews. Hello, listeners of Derringer Discoveries. I am Jeremy Lublin, a.k.a. Jeremy Fury of Jeremy and the Harlequins. We are a band from Brooklyn, New York. Stick around and I will share some music with you. Basically, the band was started by one of our guitar players and myself, Craig Bond, my right-hand man since the band's inception. My brother, Stevie was the drummer up until this year, decided to stop playing music. He moved to England. We also have Jeff Eggs Bennington on guitar. Our newest bass player is Steve Conroy. He's great. 
Stranger Discoveries. We have each picked our favorite song by Jeremy and the Harlequins. Doing this as a countdown, so it's going to start at number five, go down to number two, and then of course we will reveal the number one pick, which was the pick from our Turnip Tillers. And these are the special voters who listen to Derringer Discoveries. But we'll start with Laura at number five. Derringer Discoveries, featured artist. Pick number five. Yeah, so just a little side comment here. This is pick number five, but I would have put it higher up on the countdown, but whatever. Paul kind of beat me out on this. My pick is a cover of Like a Prayer. Fantastic cover of this song. And it feels like Thanks. Yeah, we did Like a Prayer in 2017 for the album Remember This. I did not write this song, obviously. It was a Madonna song. I was in one of the little grocery stores in Manhattan, and it was right around the time that we were getting ready to record. And I'd always kind of tossed around the idea of doing a cover song. bands I, I don't know if we've ever done a cover song maybe once or twice but it's just not something that i've i've really done it's like, an angel sign. like a prayer came on lyrically and melodically if this were just on a guitar it would sound like kind of like a 50s song so i kind of wanted to take it and just like totally flip it That's the only way I really want to do a cover, is to totally flip it. So that's a snippet of Like a Prayer by Jeremy and the Harlequins. Derringer Discoveries, featured artist, pick number four. My favorite song, it's a song called With You. With You was written for Remember This, 2017. I've been waiting waiting for so long i wrote it in my bedroom i remember i just thought it would be like a sweet kind of song with like a story about finding that person to spend your your life with a girl like you to help me choose to trade in all my wrongs it is a bit of a departure but as an artist i think on remember this we wanted to grow from just a vintage rock band. We had done that for two records. And I've been praying, praying for a change. And I think with with you, it was, it was us branching out a little bit. Lost can how many times not down, but I never gave up the fight. And that was a snippet of With You by Jeremy and the Harlequins. Featured artist, pick number three. Hey, Dave. I'm up next. Okay, Jeremy, my favorite song is from your latest album, Abracadabra. I love it because it's one shot of rock and roll. Well, I went to the doctor and I told her I've been feeling great. 
One Shot of Rock and Roll, I wrote that for Abracadabra that just came out in May of 2022. I thought of this song like a story. And I also just wanted to like kind of hit that line, uh, one shot of rock and roll at the end of every verse. Touch me with the needle, touch me with the stethoscope. She said, all you need, baby, is one shot of rock and roll. Reminds me of like a 70s kind of boogie rock and roll. It has like a maybe a little T-Rex influence with like maybe Bob Dylan or something. Well, I stepped out of the office. It's funny that how people perceive rock and roll a little bit different across the board. My favorite rock and roll stuff is everything from the early early 60s, late 50s. And uh, rock and roll to me, as opposed to maybe rock or heavy rock, always has this kind of like boogie quality to it. Uh, it's danceable. It's It's a fun song. You know, what I hope is just it's one of those songs that uh, people feel good when they hear it and want to sing along. was One Shot of Rock and Roll by Jeremy and the Harlequins. Derringer Discoveries, featured artist, pick number two. My favorite song by Jeremy and the Harlequins is It Won't Be Love. It Won't Be Love, I wrote that for our, our new album, Abracadabra. Yeah, this is one of my favorite songs on the record. Obviously, that's why we put it first on the record. And it kind of captures that romantic early 60s quality. We had Johnny Dinklage, who is the first chair violinist for Hamilton the Musical on Broadway. a love song but it's talking about the idea of love that we're sold to by most tv shows and films as not being real love and that's my number two pick that was a snippet of It Won't Be Love by Jeremy and the Harlequins. Derringer Discoveries, featured artist, pick number one. The cool thing about the Turnip Tellers is these folks are music fans as well as musicians from all over the world. One of the things that we really like about the Turnip Tellers is it gives us a feel and a cross-section of music that's popular, not just in one particular area or one particular country, but something that appeals to folks all over the world. Hush now, baby, don't you cry We don't have to say goodbye Promise I'll see you again 
Lullaby in the Dark was voted number one by the Turnip Tillers for the Turnip Music Radio, which is affiliated with Derringer Discoveries. Lullaby in the Dark. I wrote that in uh, the pandemic, and we just put it out on our new album, Albert Cadabra, that came out in 2022. With the whole pandemic thing going on, I really wanted the lyrics of it to illustrate the concept of if someone's with you in your heart, then they're not really gone. With all the people who lost loved ones during the pandemic, that was fresh on everyone's mind and on my mind as well. So that's why I feel like lyrically what it came from. So listeners, that was a snippet of Lullaby in the Dark, our number one selection by the band Jeremy and the Harlequins. Come back and listen to more of this. And I do want to tell you, at the end of the year, we will do a countdown of all of the number one songs for the year of 2022. And we're going to ask our turnip tillers at that time in December, we'll ask the turnip tillers to vote on what they think should be song of the year. You are listening to Derringer Discoveries. Thank you guys, and a shout out to all the listeners out there. And thank you so much for picking our song, Lullaby in the Dark. Really appreciate that. Give a shout out to the Harlequins who uh, are going to be listening to this. If we had all the members who were previous Harlequins, we could have a, a really big party. I've been waiting. I want to shout out to all our friends and family and all the people who um, didn't know about us until this podcast. I hope you're a fan. I hope we get to see you at an upcoming show. We have a few shows in New York throughout the summer, and then we're going to be hitting the road in September. Please come out. Well, I went to the doctor and I told her I've been feeling Kim is our publicist. She's incredible. Shout out to our, our agent, Russell, and Bob and Lisa at Pasadena Records. They're going to be listening to this. Hey, thanks so much for listening to us, and I hope to see all the Derringer Discoveries people in Brooklyn. This is Jeremy Lublin, a.k.a. Jeremy Fury of Jeremy and the Harlequins. This is Paul. This is Alton. This is Laura. And this is Dave. At our website, you can find all of our Derringer Discoveries episodes, our Turnip Music Radio Top 25 chart, and fascinating bio information on the four of us, as well as other interesting material. There's a lot of great stuff at DerringerDiscoveries.com. Until next time. We thank you for listening to Derringer Discoveries. In your sister's room. I'm hearing a lot in this episode about the Team Derringer rulebook. I haven't seen this rulebook. I'm just going to put that out there.